Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 126th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary Edition. The Lost Stars. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle, also known as Guards the Low. He's a Philodox of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora. She's an Aruna in the Geta Fenris. Hi, I'm Adam. I play Mark Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, Speaks in Sweet Whispers. He is a Theurge of the Silent Striders. Hello, my name's Thomas. I play Dimitri Howells in Memory, Lupus Galliard of the Bone Nars. Hi, my name is George. I am playing William Grows Matrices. He is a Foster and Arun of the Glasswalkers. Last time, back in Minnesota, Dimitri and William finished up their investigation on the Good House International paper mill after interviewing the kin and inviting several of them to return to Colorado Springs to live in the apartment complex that was started by William. Then the two returned to Colorado Springs with Matthias in tow. In Colorado Springs proper, Kyle guards the low, continued his infiltration of the Sons of the Flag, got the leader, Brandon Gates, to sponsor a refugee family, and then met up with Ladasha of the Steel Mountain Sept to begin bringing down the organization using the suggestions that Kyle gave them against them to help them dissolve from the inside. And finally, Zeb speaks in sweet whispers, Cora Two Hearts, and Mark Guides the Fallen confronted the first Ronin and were able to collect the Cup of Joining for Zeb's Athro Challenge before fleeing a burning forest after strengthening a Spirit of the Storm to aid in the battle against the wildfire. Once back in Colorado Springs, the packs traded information and began to prepare for the coming moot. William, your alarm clock goes off as the lights in your fancy room turn on at the exact dimness that you prefer. The curtains slide open and the TV turns on to the morning news. It has been a week since you and Dimitri have returned from Minnesota, as the top story seems to be that there is a worker's strike at the Good House International in Minnesota due to a leaked email about converting several employees to contract. At the moment, Good House is fired. One upper manager has built a council of oversight for that particular location, but have said that most of their mills work autonomously, but that the corporation will, of course, look to better themselves, though it has become very obvious that at least for the next few years, the project will not go forward on converting full-time employees into contractors as there is now talk of voting for a union. William will do a little victory fist pump while he's getting some morning coffee. While getting your morning coffee, you do get a ring on your cell phone. I'll go ahead and answer it. Hi, this is this William? 
It is. Hey, it's Linda. I'm coming with Ruth. Uh, we've been driving now that I've ended my job. That Those apartments are still open, right? You've got everything packed up and ready to go. Yeah, everything is set up for you. As, as soon as you get here, just let me know. We will. I'll give you a call. Thank you. Yep, no problem. As things kind of improve, as Kyle, you wake up in the leaves and Stephen is right next to you, hand fist on cheek as he's looking at you. He's got a smile on his face. What are you doing over here, being so pretty? Uh, spending two hours for a bit. You sleep like the dead. Yeah, well, you know, I've been out doing work. <laughs> hey, wanted to let you know that I saw a bunch of right-wing wackadoos protesting the Sons of the Flag. I guess it's all over the, uh... Oh, what's that human word? The... TV? I know what TV is. <laughs> oh, the the spider web. The in oh the internet, yes. Oh yeah, the internet. Uh yeah, apparently all over the internet. Some of the kin have been talking about it. Oh good. Good. I'm glad that turned out okay. Yeah. As he turns, gives a stretch, and his arm goes over Dimitri. You were supposed to poke your head up over my shoulder, Dimitri. And Dimitri will then pop his head out over over Stephen's shoulder and say, I was waiting for a dramatically appropriate moment. Uh, for someone who sings and dances, you have terrible timing for peak comedy. I'm a singer and a dancer, not an actor. I guess so, as he stretches out. Uh, I got out of my cardboard palace because for you, bud. I want to go just rampage downtown for a little bit. You in? Sure, I could do that. I was planning on spending at least some time with uh, Families of the Peak, though. But I could go for a good rampage first. I want to help them, too. Actually, that sounds not too bad. And I promise I won't ah. kick anyone this time. <laughs> well... After the rampage. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Dimitri, you got distractions, right? Yeah, I do. How about you distract some police officers, and we, me and Kyle go into that big old corporate Heinrichs, and we just casually take some food. Hand it out to those who need it. Sounds perfect. Sounds good. Come on. We gotta do our civic duty. It's... It's nice to be doing petty crimes again. It's been a while. Well, you know what they always say, Kyle. What do they always say, Stephen? Shop local, rob corporate. <laughs> then let's. They head out. Mark, Storm Chaser is greeting you. Storm Chaseria, it's good to see you. Uh, as you, have you put more thought into the fetish creation that we talked about, the chimes? Yes, I have, actually. And I was thinking of uh, spending some time to just think of some designs for them. Oh, excellent. Yes, actually, that's a good idea. You could make them look like art pieces. That way, they kind of blend in and they look more eccentric than anything else. Mm -hmm. Just patio furniture, pretty much patio decoration. But also to give the spirit a very lovely vessel to inhabit while it's there. Ah. That does have make you, sense. 
Have you given thought to the, uh, and Mark will kind of look around to see if anybody is listening. Have you ever given more thought of, uh, what we've discussed a lot about in, uh, Yellowstone? I have. Hmm. And, uh, just some fears. As I said, I don't think it came from the set. Okay. And I understand the desire to make this sort of a Karen that allows for older brother to recapture or reclaim their own sept and build build alliances on their terms but my fear is is that they're going to they've built too many bridges too quickly to septs that are in less overtly dangerous positions and while the danger is less overt when something worms its way into those smaller septs, it goes, it, it's far, it's far harder to notice due to the desperate times and the lack of Garu to defend them. Speed at which these bridging alliances that's created has lacked a foundation, you are correct, definitely. Uh, these smaller septs are definitely of a risk because we are the few septs as it is. But a good thing about the speed of these alliances, I think, is that it shook some disinterested, or not disinterested, some opposing powers to it. So I guess our question we need to ask is, who would gain the most from that coalition failing? Well, that could be be part of it, for, sh- for sure. It could be a political player at a smaller sept. It could be a Garu who regularly travels to this Karen and is vying for open slots on the Elder Council. That could be. Or, Gaia forbid, it could be the worst case scenario. It was a Garu that fell to the worm, became a Black Spiral Dancer, and was able to hide it, and they would gain the most because an entire coalition of Garu died, fell, and several sects would be laid bare to conquest. Mm, the perfect setup. I've also had another thought. This is just Thurge thinking out loud. What if it's more of a spiritual uh, incursion? How do you mean? Well, as you've bear witnessed, as many Garu have bear witnessed, more and more signs of the coming apocalypse arise more and more. Perhaps something is happening on the other side that is whipping the spirits up. Or maybe there is something on the other side that's taking advantage of the chaos here on ours. I remember months ago, years ago perhaps, I believe it was before I had my journey to Erebus. I was on Sentinel duty, and I was in the Umbra, and a great migration of spirits was occurring through the Sept Grounds. And a snake spirit stopped, and I believe gave me a message saying, Beware of a deceiver amongst you he comes to sow chaos something of that sort i don't have the gift of memory like my like my alpha kyle that could be though from what i've seen in my years of travel the spiritual influences us but as garu and men who make choices and do things to aid the spiritual. The spiritual can nudge here and there, but it is our choices that matter. That is what I see as a philodox, and that is how I weigh it. 
We have the spiritual weighing on one side and our own decisions on the other. And I am leaning towards decisions we made. Now, as you said, it could be spiritual. That Garu could have been destined darkly to fall to the worm. Or spirits of war got overzealous and wanted a true battle. That's also possible, I suppose. But I think we need to keep an eye out on our fellow Garu for now, or even Kin, who could have known. Kin would gain much as well, because with fewer Garu, they would be able to take key sept positions, have a real standing without any of Gaia's gifts, which would, of course, shatter the natural order of the nation. Many, many paths can lead to this deception. It's... At now, we're just at conjecture. Nothing really evidence. We haven't really started an investigation, rather. We have some time before the moot. If you can think of some interested parties that might have been concerned about a leak as well, maybe they have more information than us, or maybe have investigated. I will let you know. I'll I'll think on it. Thank you, Rhea. And I'll let you know when I finish my first wind chime. I would like to know what you think. Of course. Zeb, you find yourself at the Mines of Cripple Creek. Now, as far as which entrance am I at, Keegan? I, I probably would have chosen the one that's not, you know, next to the casino. So the and the, but the inn is very close to that. So it'd be it is. There was another one on the far side, right? Yeah, there's one in Victor that okay. you guys discovered. It would it would it would likely be there then, um, and hopefully a place where the uh, where the gauntlet is a little bit lower too. Sure. Um, the, the gauntlet is a little lower here, but it is definitely uh, thicker than when it was because of the death of a hive sure no that's fine i'm happy to roll intelligence occult on it or not just to find the right place to make the mark okay um would that be the appropriate role to do for that yeah okay all right moving through it takes a little bit but you do find the appropriate place to mark as you do enter the cave network and work your way to where the cages were where the majority of people died all right, um, then I'll spend the Gnosis then and make the roll for Mark of the Death Wolf. As the tendrils of the dark umbra leak out and roughly 30 ghosts appear in various forms of decay. Some of them have patches of oblivion bleeding through their clothes like bloodstains. The screams of the damned surround you as you hear them cackling, screaming, begging for mercy, some going to where the cages once were, and tapping down, screaming for loved ones who are no longer there, either dead with no ghost, or survived the terrible ordeal. That role is for speech of the world, Keegan. So I have four successes to activate it so I can speak to them. Okay. In a few days' time, I'm going to take you all away from this place and end the suffering of those that are here, bring you to a home so you don't have to be here among these horrors. Gather all of those that you know that are here deeper. Bring them here, and I will shepherd you to where home shall be better than this, away from all this. Where where shall we meet you, one of the ghosts asks. Here. Everyone you talk to, those that you love, tell them of this place, these cages. They will know it. They will find it. I will come back here and gather all of you. We will all go together. Minnesota nod. Or... You're moving around as you see Howling King practicing with his clave. Howling King. 
Two hearts, as he turns and sheaths the blade immediately. Would you have some time? I recently acquired this. And she she pulls it out from kind of like next to her. And I am, I would love to learn how to use it. (sighs) Well, I have been feeling nostalgic. Perhaps I will slow down my day to make you at least not as terrible as you could be. That's acceptable. (laughs) He gives you a smile and goes, I'll go get the lead pipe. Yay. My best friend. (laughs) As he walks by you and nudges you very hard in the ribs and goes, that was a joke. I have been known to make them on occasion, but maybe I should get the lead pipe. (sighs) You know, lead pipe might be my best friend, but I think we're okay, you know, apart. I think we're better apart. <laughs> Cora says, remembering her knees. All the pain. You can certainly That's try. <laughs> so that'll take three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. So a couple days pass, and William, you get a call. I'll go ahead and answer it. It is Linda with Ruth, but also it looks like the Davies, specifically Marlin and... Gloria, as well as Donnie and Marlene Sloan, have are with with them. As they are all about a couple hours away, they have some moving vans and they just need some help uh, once they arrive to help move things. I'll go ahead and meet you at the apartments. I'll go ahead and grab a couple couple people to help, and I'll go ahead and make my way to. Hold on, the the Cairn is a couple hours away from here, correct? Yeah, uh, if you walk. Well, I guess I can hire a cab. And there's a glass walker in the cairn, correct? Yeah, Uh, Wall Street Hunter? Oh, yes. Yes. I will go ahead and give her a call. Okay. Hello? Hey, Amy, this is William. I'm calling because I have a couple of... I have some family coming into town... And they need some help unloading some trucks. Do you think you could scrounge up a few few people to help over at the apartments? Sure, I can. I can give a couple calls. I got. I got just the uh, just the folks in mind. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll see you there in a few hours. See you in a few hours. Kyle, Dimitri, your elbows deep in raised beds, helping to pull weeds and re-sew them, along with Stephen who is doing a remarkable job as you see one of the uh, the kin come out on the phone. Hey, I just got a call from Wall Street Hunter. I guess we're helping moving some new uh, new kin in. You boys willing to throw in a hand? Absolutely. Why not? And Steven cracks his knuckles. Yeah, I like moving things. You like breaking things. <laughs> moving is the first step to breaking. <laughs> as you guys head over, as Steven goes, oh, these are looking nice. Definitely cleaned up since the last time I checked them out. Thank you, Steven. Oh, these are yours. Oh, that these. makes sense. Yeah. Well, it, it's more the families. I just run it part time with a help, the help of the kin. Gotcha. As you see, the car is kind of pulling in. You guys start helping and moving them through, getting them situated. As everything kind of ends, you guys are a little, a little sweaty from moving things around. 
Steven nudges you and the nudges you slightly and goes, "You're pretty cool, William." Thank you. I I do try and help out where I can. My skills are not where yours lie. No, but your skills are doing good. I appreciate it. I do. Yeah. Hopefully, once I get this place up and running at max efficiency, I'll have some leftover food that we can start handing out to some of your friends. That that was that is the goal, anyway. You see the big old smile come on Steven's face as he looks the ra- around the place, and you actually kind of get this sense of like wonder from him. Yeah, very cool, very cool. You know what? I'll, I'll do you one better. We've we've got a, a couple more positions tr- we're trying to fill. I've I brought a couple kin from up north who fell on some hard times. But if you have anybody that you're willing to uh, throw throw my way, I put them to work. Get them some food, some housing, you know, know get know get them couple. back on their feet. I know a couple. I know a few. Uh, some are kin, some aren't. Are you accepting non-kin? I'll accept anybody. Kin first, but gotta sure. help gotta help our own family and then and then move out to everybody else. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. There's there's one I'd like to move in here, but uh, you're gonna have to, uh, that would put you in an uncomfortable position. Go on. There's this girl I know, and I, I try and help her out the best I can. But she's been kind of distant, and she's been hitting hard times to... Uh, her name's Veronica, and she has a real bad relation with one of your pack mates. Well, I don't see why that would put me at a difficult position if... Dimitri can't come here. She's been very adamant about not wanting to see him, and... We've been doing our best to get out in front of it, make sure she's not in places that he is. I'm going to go ahead and make the decision she can come here. I'll have a talk with Dimitri, because if there's an issue between him and her, chances are it's on him, not her. Yeah. Yeah. All I understand, trust is broken. I'll make sure, and he'll crack his knuckles, have a talk with Dimitri. Go too hard on him. For being such a hard head... He is quite squishy, especially in the noggin, with all them brains he's got. You know, you're not so bad yourself, Stephen. And he'll, William will nudge him. Thanks. All right. It is now the half moon. It is the day of the moot, and the Thurges have come in to try and summon various spirits. Mark, Zeb, you've been put on duty to summon the spirit Crimson Stone, who is a totem spirit equivalent in terms of difficulty in the right of summoning. And you've got about two hours before they have to be here, so you can use that time to lower the difficulty. And then you can lower that difficulty to five. Who wants to make the roll between the two of you? With my stats, I get eight dice. Same. Can I make an occult roll to know more about uh, Crimson Stone? Uh, Crimson Stone is the spirit of the stones that rise up in Garden of the Gods. Okay. Uh, I'll take the roll. All right. Wits Ritual is def5, please. The spirit arrives immediately and is friendly, thanking you for summoning. The spirit... Spirits start to arrive as you notice the great spirit of Golden Eagle arrive winds of the mountain the great horned serpent 
other stone spirits related to Crimson Stone as they all begin to preside over the moot as the sun slowly dips under the horizon. Remembers the hurt, lets out the long opening howl. Greeting the Garu, honoring the spirits, calling for the Garu to know and get close to their mother. It is now again that they reaffirm their love to Gaia and show their strength and reforge the bonds of community when suddenly his howl is cut short as there is a great roar from the other side of the umbra before the threads of the gauntlet rip open and you see great chimera step forward. The lion-headed spirit moves forward with the goat head and the serpent tail as it hisses as she looks around and her eagle-like wings spread as spirits begin to roar, golden eagle demanding why this disrespect has been brought to his Karen. When Chimera goes, I apologize to my kin and the rudeness to the Daru I show here, but my avatar has been sent to many Karens, to many sects, for great word must be spread and there were none who could carry it but me. The news is of sadness and I must give this news, this painful decree, as my heart aches and burns, as any heart would ache and burn after a departing, after so many centuries. All sects will now know that my tribe, the Stargazers, officially declare that we are leaving the Garu Nation. We are cutting our bonds and we are reforging them with the Emerald Courts of the East. The Stargazers have now all left your nation. There is only a few who have refused the call, and they no longer treat with the tribe. We see our paths more aligning with the Beast, cor beast Courts and the Henge Yokai. There is, we leave with no ill will, and hope that all of you will find it in your hearts to forgive us. And she bows her head and vanishes across the gauntlet before there is an eruption of shouts and calls and yells and discussions. What would y'all like to do right now? Anyone you want to speak to specifically? Do, do we have any stargazers? Like, I know we don't have any written, um, like uh, marked as. So there was gazes from afar, but he was here for the raid. And right, he, he was in was Denver. Part, and he was part of the Denver sept, but it seems that he has left that sept. Is Winds of the Ashen Dead still here, or any other Silent Strider, Keegan? There are other Silent Striders here. Greg Strikes with Silence is here. Just him? Just him right now, yeah. Okay, I will go find him. It seems that our feet will carry us far after tonight, though if the spirit speaks truly, then all septs are aware. Glad you're here. There's something else I wanted to talk to you about, and this, I think... You make the point. It reinforces something else. I think there needs to be an accounting among us. All of us, very soon. If other things that we've heard are true, 
their departure is just one more domino to fall, to use a crude metaphor. We need to make a stand about this Metis Cub and rally Metis together cub. now. Metis Cub. I'm going to share you a secret, and this secret is one that I think we need to keep among our people and make a decision and have an accounting. There's another that I tend to speak with that's of my blood for the very same. There is a Metis out there born of Metis. We made the mistake 4,000 years ago and we cast out the first one. This is a chance for us now to defend it from the worm and keep its presence hidden. Hmm. I think we need to be unanimous in this. We need to spread the word among ourselves and figure out if we're going to actually be dedicated to this or not. I think we should be. I think others might agree. I didn't start speaking. What? I, I find it difficult to think that a Metis born of Metis is being born. I, like, I guess I'm carrying the cup of joining. Yep. I like, hold it up. This contains the blood of the first Ronin. I faced it in the Umbra. It killed the father of this Metis, who was himself Metis. It hasn't about to be born. It has been born. It's out there somewhere. Some things need to stay hidden. I can bring it before other Striders as I find the them. Same. Mm. Indeed. Interesting times. There's another, and I don't know if you've ever spoken or heard of the words of Simon Abd al-Hakim. The eye will soon open from the abyss. It's getting much closer. I've heard the words. <sighs> I don't know what it. the eye... You've seen it. I have. Where have you seen it? Tell me your vision. As I traversed the abyss on this challenge, I saw it open above me, dreadful and terrible. I could only assume the worm itself. As I, again, symbolically faced off against the first Ronin, it too knew it was coming to pass. There's other things in place here. Now, the Stargazers, I can't speak to there being a connection there, but fine. They'll go near Mott, near Kem, do what they can very well. But like I said, I think I think the ghost stories are becoming much closer to reality and are going to be truths very soon. I think it's our time to stand as one. We can speak. I will go... I planned on going north to speak to a few of our people there. Many of them were going to do some raids around the tar sands. And well. there, we can get some to move across country, hit the East Coast, and then we can bounce over to Europe and Africa and speak to our brothers and sisters and siblings there. There's another pack of ours I'll attempt to connect contact after this. The Dread Corral, led by Kin, family of mine. I've heard of them. Hmm. It's the one with your mother, is it not? It is. Maybe the chaos is dying down now from Khmer's appearance. Thank you for your time. As there is just shouting and shouting and shouting until finally you hear the deep voice of Binds the Darkness. Enough! It cannot be changed now. And it can be spoken of at the proper time. This is a moot. These are the spirits we have summoned. You dishonor them with your mewling and crying. We will speak on it. Not cast tradition away out of fear. Continue. He takes a pretty deep breath and kind of sinks down onto his stump. It is here that Andy paints with twilight steps forward and goes, it is now the time of the inner sky. It's strong enough. Who will give part of themselves to Gaia? Give Gnosis to the Karen for as she nurtures us, so too do we nurture her, that we give a portion of ourselves to the soil so that it may in turn 
grow and strengthen this world that we all live upon. Step forward and uh, release your gnosis as needed. Who will volunteer? Cora will go up. Uh, Demetri will go up too. William will as well. Mark will as well. Yeah, okay. Everyone's going up. Yeah. Peer pressure, peer pressure. Yeah. As several other Garu show up and they each give a gnosis as the Karen center of the Karen glows and you see the gnosis swirl around in a beautiful mist before going off and almost raining across the Karen grounds. And it is then the cracking of the bone as even claws steps forward and throws a carcass of a deer and its bones onto the fire. As the fire envelops it and the bones begin to crack, he gives a deep call out. It is time to see who was successful. Kyle guards the low. Step forward. Kyle will walk forward to him. You have been tasked with changing the nature of the Sons of the Flag to make their leader bring someone into this country. Do you have evidence of your success? Yes, I do. And Kyle will, since he does not have a phone, hand a printout of <laughs> the email. As Evenclaw looks it over, reads everything slowly, there's a tense moment of five, five or six minutes as all the Garu look in with bated breath before he turns the email around and holds it up and gives out a howl and all the other Garu give a howl as well to share in the success of Kyle Guards the Low as he speaks out, before you stands an Athro, Kyle guards the low of the children of Gaia. He takes another breath and goes, Zeb speaks in sweet whispers. Step forward. Step up. You were tasked with finding an ancient artifact. Once thought lost. How did you fare? Family, I present and he'll hold it up. The cup of joining seized from the hand of the first Ronin containing its blood brought back here for the glory of our people and our care and he'll present it he presents it as he takes it he looks it over and he calls over andy paints with twilight who inspects the goblet as the blood has now fused with it and the spirit in the blood has now permeated and re-energized the the cup he turns it over in her hands and holds it aloft and going it is true! It is the artifact. It is the genuine article. Howl for Zebulon Abysswalker. As they take it, and you and Andy Paints with Twilight go to the Elder Council and kneel, presenting the cup to them. It is then that Howling King goes, We have decided that we will give this great artifact to the Sept of the Unified Heart. This is an artifact that was crafted by the children of Gaia and the Silent Striders. It is not older brothers to keep. It is not falcons to keep. We will give it to them as a show of goodwill and good faith, and we will send it in the morning. But for now, 
Zeb, as he hands the cup back to you, hold it aloft and let your legend spread. He'll hold it high. As there are roars and howls, sticks striking stones to make noise. Steven's got a trash can that he's just hitting to make as much noise as possible. The cheers die down. There is quiet. Even Claus takes a breath as he looks over the audience, expectantly going. There was one more. One more who faced a challenge. One more who has not yet finished their challenge. For their challenge is tonight to all of you to fill your hearts with rage and hope, to inspire us to strength and valiant battle, to gallantry, to war, to strike at this wretched existence and cast it down so that a new one can shine out clearer. We now call to Dimitri Howells in memory, who will speak of the tragedy of his sept, the tragedy of those left behind, and the embers of hope that keep us going so that our embers will ignite and fan a fire of rage and destruction that the worm will tremble. As Dimitri steps up to share his story, he turns to, to the crowd to address them. I have traveled north, and I have seen the aftermath of what the worm brought to my home sept, the sept of the Winter Fang. I have seen the struggles of those left behind as s- small towns being strangled by the claws and vines of larger corporations strangling local businesses and forcing them to close as their larger competitors undercut them and- in ways that they can't compete with. I have seen my kinfolk who struggle to make ends meet, who have been, who who were left behind in the chaos and death and blood that was spilt. And I have seen even the, the minions of the worm in the form of Good House International working away to to devour the town as they abuse their workers, some of them callow kinfolk. But though I have seen these terrible things that make my heart weep, that there are those that were left behind, they are left behind no longer. They will struggle no longer. For my packmate and I have invited those that were left behind to Colorado Springs, and we are giving them housing and work so that they can be welcomed back into our family. And I have been told that even now they are making their way here to become part of this sept, to join us. And so I invite all of you to howl with me so that they might may hear it on the winds and know that they are welcome here that they will fi- they will have a home here 
and they will no longer be abandoned. All right. I will make that charisma performance. Let's say you bumped down the difficulty with that speech of yours to six. Stir the hearts and minds, Dimitri. Or botch and throw the whole place into a frenzy. Uh, three successes. <laughs> <laughs> Third war of rage. Oh! oh, no. He's right. It's all the Pharaoh's fault. We've known this all along. Wait, that wasn't my speech. <laughs> he, he mumbled the entire thing. It's like a Sylvester Stallone speech. Very inspirational, but unfortunately no one knew what the fuck he said. <laughs> As you give this epic speech and all the Garu throw their heads back and give out a mighty howl as the whole earth around you seems to shake. Even Claus then nods and goes, Garu, is he worthy of Adrian? Has he inspired you? Howls and howls. Then it is Dimitri. Adrian of the Bonars, Galliard, who stands among you. And the howls are given as everything starts to calm down a little bit. And even Claus goes very well. Now, it is time to recognize renowns. Step forth, if you so choose. Who has renowns worth recognizing? Who has stepped forward and brought forth glory to the mother? It is at this point that you see Stephen stand up as he goes over. I have shown wisdom and I have made amends to spirits and I have grown capable in their eyes as he gives kind of a bow as... They give a howl, they do the right, and his renowns are recognized. It is then that Seas Unseen steps forward as they speak on their honor and their wisdom. And their, uh, their renowns are also recognized. And King steps forward, and his glory is to be recognized. Though there are some heckles from some of the Garu in the sept as many still do not like him. But he still gets it. He doesn't frenzy as he turns and looks at them and yells out, any who wish to take this further may challenge me appropriately later in the moot. And Gar will up up. It is recognized. Perfect. Yay. Gabrielle steps forward. It seems that her wisdom needs to be recognized, as does her glory. She is heckled, some calling into question her heroics, as some of the rumors have spread in this, the Karen, and some of the younger Garu are heckling her. And then finally, Jacob Visions of Battle steps forward. And... His renowns are recognized. It is then at this point that even Claus goes, and who seeks to challenge for their rank? Steven steps forward and everyone starts mumbling to themselves and between each other as 
Steven goes, I challenge Andy paints with Twilight. What shall you do? Or what shall I do? As paints with Twilight thinks and goes, you will continue to aid the homeless of Colorado Springs. However, you must stop the police from disbanding all the homeless camps. You always stop them from disbanding, but you must do it in Hamid form and without the use of violence or murder. As Steven nods, as he walks by Kyle and you hear him under his breath, I should not have challenged paints with Twilight. You deserve it. It is then that Visions sees unseen approaches and her task will be to craft a unique fetish. Visions of Battle will be challenging one of the Fostern Aruns to a wrestling match. Gabrielle will be told to craft a tale of one of the local get of Fenris here, of her tribe, to earn her deed name once and for all to reach Fostern. As Mark William, you are preparing to approach. All the fires ignite in a blazing inferno as you see a hooded figure with smoke bleeding from the mask, hiding in shadow with flames flickering within his existence as you see the staff move, charred, and giving off an eerie light. It is Traveler, the Herald of Phoenix. The spirit turns and looks at Golden Eagle, holding out his hand and gifting essence across the plane, going, King, I apologize for my rudeness, but these two belong to me. As the spirit turns and though you don't see eyes, Mark, you feel the heat of fire and flames on your face as if you were standing next to a bonfire a step or two too close. It's not painful, but uncomfortable. The spirit looks at you and says, You shall walk in the place between seasons. The ravens know where the blood of fire hides. But they will only speak in riddles. The voles can only guess at where the fire lies, but they will tell you all they know. Speak to them both and find the quickest path, lest you lose years and the rank you crave. I accept this challenge. The spirit then turns and looks at William. You get kind of that campfire smoke feel in your eyes with no smoke actually blowing in your face. The excessive heat as the spirit looks at and goes, You have shed the blood of many of your fellows, and Gaia may call you to shed more still. However, fate requires your compassion outshine the tarnish of your foes. When the wolf with the spider bones rises to meet you, Find his wound and soothe it. The tears they shed may still cleanse others. I accept this challenge. And now, prophecies speak for the ill omens 
And Floyd Bain hold something close to heart, but must be told. For there are some here who need to hear it. For one has fallen, and they must tell of his passing. For like me, there is a departing. And a giant pillar of fire launches into the heavens as you see a phoenix burst in the skies before burning through the the fibers of the gauntlet and vanishing on the other side. And all eyes turn to you. That will, Zeb will step forward. Warriors of Gaia, grieve with the children of the horned serpent of Wendigo, of Sacred Stone, and the warriors of the fire starters for the death of Malcolm Wormherder. Whispers were carried from the children of Owl that the first Ronin, and no less, hunted him. We three came upon him after a long journey. His challenge, loud and bold, come for me and fight me, to the desiccated and terrible howl of that worm creature, who indeed came for him and struck upon him. Mark guides the fallen will continue the story. We witnessed the fall of Malcolm II, that terrible beast, the first Ronin. We ran towards the howls, and when we got there, we saw him standing over Wormherder, like a wraith of past rage, pale and bald, gloating over him, taunting us with his limp body. Wormherder, Malcolm, he screamed at us to run. His last act was to protect us. Though Wormherder wished us to run, we chose to ignore his command. I went to him and cradled him while he was dying. He was trying, he was trying to keep the first Ronin's attention, but he was fading so quickly there was not much he could say. You see Andy paints with Twilight's legs grow weak and shake as she collapses and Bloodwind shifts to Hamid to catch her and hold her as she begins to sob openly. You see many of older brother, heads pitched down, tears filling their eyes, walks with sorrow, head down, shaking, one arm clutching his withered limb, leaning forward, river sight, head down. You see Teresa, Fate Dancer, taking several deep breaths, her lips quivering in tears rolling down her cheeks as she tries to hold hold herself with composure. There is an uncomfortable silence that hangs over the over all of you. The sept quiet except for the few tears, whimpers, and Andy openly sobbing over the loss of her cousin before finally Dawn Worm Charmer goes. Then we will have to perform the rite of departed so that his spirit will know peace. We will send spirits along the moon bridges on this night and hope that his pack can find their way back in time. To hold is to let his spirit feel unrecognized and unloved it is clear from those who gather here now that that is not the case. I take it then that there is no body 
to have been returned here. It was consumed in fire, unleashed by the first Ronin as it fled to Malpheus. There are nods. Then to the halls of heroes, and we will do what we can. As you walk into the woods, and Garu begin picking up stones along the way, as each has a stone in hand, and a cairn is built, a grave mound, as each Garu there begins to place their stones. The moon bridge ignites, and final scale, and first wolf and raven arrive in time though no stone is brought with them. Though, it is here that one of the Garu from a hunt brings the skull of a ram and mounts it on Malcolm's, Malcolm's stones so that he may have his horns recognized, something that he was proud of, that he did not shy away from being a Metis. Worm Charmer takes a deep breath before speaking. I was a friend to Malcolm Wormherder. He was one who fought for injustice and fought for this place. He was one who would stand up to those more powerful than he, and he lived the way he died, calling hate upon him so that others could do the work. She nods her head and steps back to allow the next one to speak. Kyle will step forward. I was a friend to Malcolm Wormherder. He was a fierce warrior and was willing to fight and sacrifice for what he believed in. As caring as he was battle-hardened, he helped advise me and my pack through our Cleoth and Fostern years and helped us forge many bonds with his wise words and strong will. He was one of the greatest friends and greatest warriors I have ever known. Thanks with Twilight steps forward. I was a friend to Malcolm Wormherder. I was a friend to Malcolm Wormherder. For he saw in others the potentials that they had not yet recognized within themselves. And he could see the true self past the flesh and into the spirit. When I was to leave Tranquil Swamp to find another tribe, until he told me Pegasus needed to see me. And I was, and I learned who I was and where I belonged. That I was a woman of the Furies and that he shattered the lie before it clouded my judgment and my decisions. Malcolm Wormherder was the kindest Garu, the kindest man I had ever known. He steps back. And Coral step up. I was a friend of Malcolm Wormherder. He he was probably one of the greatest Garu to walk Gaia. Courageous, brave, strong, as well as compassionate, willing to teach willing to guide he has he helped so many and protected so many this pile should be three fourfold walks with sorrow steps forward their voice tight as they take a few deep breaths before saying i was a friend to malcolm Wormherder, for i saw him stand proud and brave to stand and lead so many. He showed me that I don't need to be ashamed for who I am, and that the Krynos born are just as honorable and just as great as any other Garu. Guys, the Fallen will step forward. I was a friend of Malcolm Wormherder. He was always willing to give a kind word and to share his knowledge and to mentor any. And he believed 
in me and saw something in me as he saw in many others of this nation. We can see that in those who have spoken and will continue to speak. Wormherder had many friends. Many will feel his loss, but many have felt his knowledge and many have felt his kindness. And through that, he will live on through us and into Gaia. First wolf steps forward. I was a friend to Malcolm Wormherder. He was not the easiest to get along with. Gaia knows he picked fights when he shouldn't have, and sometimes we had to pull him out. But he reminded us, no matter how difficult, no matter how hard, no matter how petty sometimes they felt, all his fights were worth it. He was always driven for that. He was a leader who sought justice, and he herded the worm so that justice could slaughter it. He steps away. Zeb will step up. I was a friend of Malcolm Worm Herder. He embodied compassion, understanding, and courage. We are diminished without him, but strengthened for having known him. Eight Dancer steps forward. I was a friend to Malcolm Worm Herder. I showed him the way of the spirits when he was young, before his rite of passage. And he came back to me and gave me hope that he would be the great spiritual leader of not just our tribe, but possibly the whole nation. Gaia weeps for his passage, as do I. His passage is a wound, and I doubt time has enough salve to truly make it disappear. William will step forward. I was a friend of Malcolm Wormherder. The moment he was born, he was faced with challenges and adversity, and he never once let that hold him back. He turned that into a strength. He was not bound or tethered by the same same chains that hold us back. And with this adversity that he faced, he grew into one of, if not the greatest guru of this generation. He was one to bring many Cairns together and unite the nation to fight the worm. And through his leadership, we emerged victorious. Final scale steps forward. I was a friend to Malcolm Wormherder. He gave me my name and he called to me to make a faithful decision. He showed me to be swift in my judgment, but always compassionate, to always look back and make sure I did the right thing going forward, to learn from my mistakes. He showed me how to respect everything, because he had respect for everything, and spoke for those who seemed to have no voice. Steps back. Dimitri will step forward. I was a friend to Malcolm Wormherder. His reputation preceded him across the nation and his story will live on in the hearts of those that he's touched by his presence and through his deeds as the sept all give their honors and acknowledge the final howl is given and Gaia knows that she has lost one of her own the the moot continues but the mood is muted some of the stories turn dark, speaking of Carson Turncloak, speaking on the failed leech war 
Some sing stories and glories to the fire starters in the final howl. But they're more like, those stories are more like stars in the inky sea of sorrow that has captured the moot tonight. It is then the revel, and the howl is given as all the Garu shift to Krynos to run off in all directions and kill anything wormish that they come across. And so you run, though your two packs stay close together, they are interrupted once again by Traveler. He stands there over the corpse of several dead worm things. I apologize, I did not wish to leech from you glory that clearly would have been well deserved. But other things must be said. For the boy's journey will take some time and your challenges. As he looks to Mark and William. Are not to be expected completed by the next moot. They are things that are faded and they will either happen or not happen based on the junctions of your decisions. You must walk the green path in the lands of the dead. I tell you, you have time. The boy is impatient. But he can learn patience. Know that autumn is the best time to travel the lands of the dead, to walk upon the sandy shores. And the changing of the seasons represents the innate changing of the land that one can find upon the pathways to find the queen of winter. Steal yourselves, mind, body, and rage. The eyes open soon. And when it gives its first cries to the infinite, you will know that destiny will crash to meet you. We really have so much time. The first Roman said it saw all ends and all paths. The reckoning was soon. Soon is relative to a thing that has existed since the claws of the war of rage. It is soon, but soon measured in the lifetime of one who walked the world for millennia. One of those that would go for the child. Its first cry has yet to be made. Thank you, honored one. Traveler, speaking of the child, do you know where Snow is? She walks the threads of destiny, carrying within her evil herald. Mark will step forward. Traveler, Threads of Destiny tie with Matthias once again. Are we in the prophecy of the apocalypse, or are we just to observe? Every thread has its purpose in the tapestry. I only ask because a lot of threads seem tied to us. That is because you had the experience to see. When the solar winds cease their endless journey through the empty spaces, a great cry shall sound heralding the death of the sun. From the edge of nothing, from within the center of the spiraling void, a harbinger of death shall open its blood-red eye. Destruction precedes its coming. Ruin follows its wake. This is the first death of the universe, the death of light, Eshtara's song. And we will see how this all shakes out next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We'll catch you in that next episode. Bye. Bye. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.